Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Graham Bolden here. Delighted to have you here listening to the Speaker Lab podcast for an episode of our student highlight series. Now, as you may know, our mission here at the Speaker Lab is to help you get booked and paid to speak by equipping you with the tools to launch and scale your speaking business. And we are really, really proud of the thousands of students who have used our programs and tools to build the speaking business of their dreams. But you don't have to hear it from me. You can hear it directly from the incredible people who have gone from aspiring to established speakers thanks to their hard work and our program. Now, if you're a speaker, I know that you have the story of what inspired your message and how you decided where you want to make that impact. And often that story can be what gives other speakers who are just starting out the confidence to take the first steps towards chasing their dreams. And so that's why we started this student highlight series, where you're going to be able to hear incredible speaker stories straight from our talented and diverse alumni. I'm going to hand off the mic for today's conversation to one of our coaches who works with our students every single day, giving them tailored guidance to further their speaking career. So here's Here's this week's student highlight episode. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. My name is Mary Alice Goldsmith, Director of Student Success, and I am so glad to be here with you today. I am taking over the Speaker Lab podcast because I want to introduce you to some of our amazing students. And today I have a really good one. It is always a true honor to share their stories. I promise that you are going to learn from their experiences and be inspired by their perseverance and success. So without any further ado, hello, Peggy DeLong. How are you? Good. How are you, Mary Alice? Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I'm really excited to um, speak with you today on the podcast. I think your story, I know your story is going to inspire so many. Um, and I know that the journey you have been on has been an amazing one. I know like we started the podcast and you're like, I've been busy. And I know you've been busy with personal life, but also building the business. And so I think you're going to really speak to how we can juggle all the things and and be successful. So I yes. want to start off by reading your expert positioning statement. One of the first things that we do here at the Speaker Lab with our students, uh, you say, I help busy college students harness the power of gratitude so that they can feel less stressed and more fulfilled, regardless of the problems in their lives and the world. What a powerful statement, especially in today's day and age. How did you hone in on this specific topic? Well, I was an ungrateful teen and an ungrateful young adult, and it took tragedy in my life to discover the power of gratitude. And I am on a mission to help people harness what is free, accessible to us at any minute of the day, feels good in the moment, and when we do it regularly, 
results in long-term positive mental health. And during a time of my life, the worst time of my life is when I discovered the power of gratitude. So what I love to tell people is don't save gratitude for your good days. Gratitude is truly most powerful on your worst days. Mm. And for me, that was when I was 26 and I was engaged to a wonderful man and ready to start graduate school. And all of a sudden things took a turn for the worst. And he was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer unfortunately passed away seven months later. And it was during the last days of his life when the doctors said that there was nothing left that they could do for him and that he was going to die. Those 42 days at the hospital is when I discovered the power of gratitude through a simple cup of hazelnut coffee, of all things. And it was the predictability. Yeah, yes. So simple um, and so incredibly powerful. And What I love about gratitude is it is so simple. We don't need to wait for wonderful, huge things to happen to harness the power of gratitude. So on the worst days of my life, it was through hazelnut coffee. Mm. Every day was so unpredictable. I didn't know some days if he'd be able to open his eyes. Other days he wasn't able to speak. I didn't know if he was going to die that day. But one thing that was predictable was that I could get a cup of hazelnut coffee. And when all of the visitors had to leave and I was allowed to stay as a family member, uh, I would sit by his side and drink that cup of hazelnut coffee and write in my journal. And it brought me so much comfort. It was the one thing that was predictable when everything else was so nauseatingly unpredictable. And my 26-year-old self had no idea that what I was doing was practicing gratitude. Only in hindsight did it all make sense to me. So if I can find gratitude in a cup of hazelnut coffee on my worst days when my fiance is dying, it is my mission to help other people harness it in everyday life because it truly makes life more fulfilling and uh, provides hope. And I love that there's so much psychological research and brain science behind it too, because many times people think that it's this fluffy woo-woo thing out there, but there's such such um, really rigorous science behind the power of gratitude. So as a psychologist, that's really important to me also. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a story. I had no idea. That's unbelievable. And uh, I think, you know, I, I often think that we go through things for reasons, right? There's always a reason. And the fact that you found gratitude through probably one of the darkest times in your life, uh, or, or even, even just the most uncontrollable time, like there's no control over that situation, but that coffee was allowed you to just really be in the moment. And, um, wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, you talk about the psychology of gratitude and what it does. I think that might be important too, like as as students are listening to this podcast, as aspiring speakers who are considering becoming a student to really deep dive into their speaking business, you know, this stuff gets hard, right? And I, I think you could really speak to this. This is something you have to work every day. How has gratitude helped you really stay in the thick of it when it might have been easy being like, oh, forget this. I'll just counsel people. 
<laughs> well, because it's an, an immediate mood booster. And I love that the science shows us that, that when we think about what we're grateful for, it releases serotonin and dopamine in our brains. Serotonin is responsible for that feeling of sati satiation, like having enough, feeling good, like after a great meal or a wonderful conversation with a close friend. And dopamine is um, elevates mood. It's the that happiness uh, that elevate, you know, just getting a little bit of a dose of that helps to elevate mood. And simply by thinking about what we're grateful for, it does that. And then functional MRIs show us that when we do it on a regular basis, we are truly forming new neural pathways in our brains to be more positive thinkers. So I love, I always uh, practice I pre what I preach. And gratitude, if I'm feeling in the slumps, it's my go-to every day. Um, and it really is not even an effort anymore. It's so much a part of who I am and, and just my being and my thinking. And it started with conscious intention, but then over the course of time, it our brains do the work for us. It becomes just part of who we are and part of our natural thinking so that we don't even need to um, focus on trying to be grateful. It just becomes natural. Yeah. Well, people don't realize this, but the brain actually doesn't like to think. And that's why we create these habits, right? And so I always yes. say when I was a, when I was doing a lot of health coaching, I would say to people, "When's the last time you thought about getting in your car, putting the key in the engine, and starting the engine, pulling the gear into reverse, and pulling out?" You just you don't think about it because the brain just knows exactly when when it sees the car, it knows what's going to happen next. And so the brain doesn't like to think, and that's why it's really important to build those habits. So I love how you really preference that that. You know, for some of us, gratitude might be a struggle. Like, like say you grew up in a home where there wasn't a lot of gratitude. It might be like speaking a new language, but it doesn't mean you can't. If you practice it on a daily basis, if you really carve out time to practice it, it can be a powerful muscle in the brain that doesn't, maybe not a muscle in the brain, but it doesn't have to think. It just kind of naturally starts downloading a more positive aspect. I love that. How? Yes. What are some ways that you do it? Um, one of my favorites is is to use my emotional pain as a trigger to practice gratitude. And what I mean by that is I think that our, as a society, we want to avoid emotional pain uh, at all costs. And unfortunately, that results in becoming emotionally numb. So then we deprive ourselves of the fullness of joy. Mm. And I use gratitude as a way to remind myself that if I am experiencing grief or sadness or disappointment, to resist that human um, temptation to avoid and deny and to allow myself to feel it and then to use gratitude as a way to move forward. So um, right now I'm in the throes of grief with three adult children leaving home for college mm. within a matter of days. What went from a very loud household uh, with lots of activity and friends and parties to now very quiet with the three of them uh, at school. Very healthy and they're where they need to be, but it feels like loss and grief. Yeah. Um, so I allow myself to feel that, but then I know that when I look for uh, an underlying value, um, it helps me move forward. So the value related to grief is love. So I wouldn't be experiencing the grief if I didn't have the positive value of love. So then I think about how much I love them and or a silver lining. What is the silver lining or a lesson within the emotional pain? That's one really powerful way to use gratitude. And I think that um, it does two things. 
that helps people experience emotional pain, which is an absolute necessity for moving forward with any difficulty. And it also helps to show that you can move forward and not get stuck there. Um, in my experience as a therapist, one of the top reasons that people are concerned about allowing themselves to feel the fullness of emotional pain is the fear of getting stuck there. And gratitude is a wonderful way to trust that you're not going to get stuck there. And sometimes it just takes one time of using that method and then it shows you that you can move forward and, and not feel so the heaviness of grief so that you're more likely to do it again in the future. Yeah, amazing. Well, I, I love this topic. I think it, it is so um, needed and so profound, especially if the college students could get this at that age what a different life they will live. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but I, I also want to understand what inspired you to seek the help of the Speaker Lab to build your business as a speaker? Well, a couple of things came together at perfect timing. Um, actually, three things. I Two opportunities literally fell in my lap. I've been a speaker for 20 years, often speaking for free. Lots of different reasons uh, and not making much movement. And then all of a sudden, the largest audience opportunity came my way without pitching and the largest fee came my way. So I thought I really better level up my game. And uh, at the same time, I heard a wonderful uh, um, podcast episode with you and Nanette, and it was just the perfect timing. And you yeah. were talking about your why and the many aspects of the why, including spiritual and financial. And I felt like I had everything covered but the financial piece. The spiritual, I love the gratitude is spiritual and everything else, um, but I did. I was missing the financial piece. And you were talking about having a clunker, and that could be your reason for wanting to level up to get rid of th that clunker. And that's exactly what I had. My children were driving. The three of them were sharing uh, this wonderful Honda Pilot that got us through many years. It had 250,000 miles on it. Wow. But we were ready for a new car. And that really resonated with me, just hearing that and that it was possible. And that was the missing piece for me. So I love that... That now, um, that that uh, that I can provide more for my family. I'm doing the same thing, but I'm speaking to larger audiences with a different fee. And the the audience, I I think it, like it's even more powerful for the audience now that I'm a part of TL that I've reached received all this training through the Speaker Lab. But it really started with those three things coming together at the perfect time. Two wonderful opportunities that I didn't even pitch. It just kind of magically, well, not magically. It was 20 years of speaking, <laughs> and and then. Hearing that episode. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, so you kind of touched on this a bit in terms of where you are today because of the Speaker Lab. I'd love to know what kind of clarity um, you did the VIP Accelerator and the uh, Elite Program, a little combo there, which contains our speak, our signature speak framework. So I'd love to know the clarity those programs provided for you uh, during your your time with us. There were two modules that were particularly helpful for me. Um, I had a topic, so I, I knew what the topic was, but the other, the module about preparing your your talk re was really helpful. The template and the and the guidelines it helped me fill in stories where I needed to fill in a story and applications for um, real life examples, so that the audience could then take what I was saying and put it into their their own lives. So that really helped me gain clarity and and make it a much better talk. And then the 
the other part was the the last module, um, no one to scale. K for no one to scale, and I'm I consider myself a multi passionate entrepreneur almost to the point that it's uh, to my disadvantage that I, I I have a hard time focusing on one thing, and this helped me pull it all together. Um, all under the umbrella of gratitude so that I'm able to have uh, with my clients, uh, books, everything that I do is kind of pulled together under the umbrella of gratitude. And that that last module helped me really make sense of it all. So I didn't feel pulled in so many different directions and scattered that that I can have offers that make sense, that uh, kind of just flow together. And that, that last module really helped me pull it together. Yeah, that's awesome. So the top creation template is often a surprise to our students. They come to us with all this knowledge and expertise and information. It's like, how do I compartmentalize it all? And so that really does help refine um, the, the content that our speakers come. So I'm so glad that was helpful for you. And module five is often the, the thing that just makes you go, oh, my gosh, I can make so much of this business. So I love that it gave you that clarity. What else stood out for you um, during this experience that was so impactful? Um, I know you talked about some of the content, but maybe touch on um, some of the power of the coaching and the community. It it was the uh, having access to people who have have been there before. And so when it came to that, I uh, one organization wanted me to name my price and I was so panicked. I didn't know what to do. And and I was just able to write a simple email to Rick, who helped guide me through the language that I should use or um, and the, the confidence that that this is where I belong. Um, and it was just a, some simple sentences that he gave me within a very quick time frame so that I was able to get back to this organization with confidence. And without batting an eye, my fee was accepted. And and I was going to go much lower before reaching out uh, to Rick. So it was just the, um, it was so nice to have somebody be, um, supporting me and guiding me every step of the way through that process of my my very first where I feel like I made it. <laughs> this was the one uh, experience where I really feel like I made it as a speaker. And it was just so wonderful to have that accessibility to somebody to guide me through. Oh, that is so powerful. You said so many powerful things right there, Peg. I mean, the the confidence, the having that person to reach out to, raising your prices. That is so amazing. I love, I love all of it. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love, you know, that that's such a goal of ours to really journey with you and walk along this process with you. And so um, I know Rick is so amazing and he goes above and beyond. And so the fact and all of our coaches, quite honestly. And so I love that you leaned in to the coaching and literally said, I need help in this moment to really step up in my confidence. Really well done by you. Well done. The coaching only works if the student leans into it and you have clearly, clearly done that. And so, so proud of you. I mean, it's just so exciting to, to watch. Okay. Let's talk about uh, your talks. Um, I know you're out there making a huge impact. So can you share with us some of the things that you uh, talk about? Sure. Um, I offer gratitude, another one on joy resilience and crafting the life that you want to live. And 
what has been interesting is that even though my target has been college students, when with those that have um, are interested in having me speak, they're also they've asked me to speak with staff. So now, in addition to my keynote, I provide an um, in in depth workshop for staff as well, because the it's not just the college students who are struggling. You know, there was a mental health um, epidemic before the pandemic, which only got worse with the pandemic. And the college staff, professors, college counseling centers, you know, they're the ones working with the college students on a regular basis. They need support as well. And that was an unintended outcome with my pitches that they were asking me to speak with staff as well. So I welcome that. And I love that gratitude is um, universal, that anybody can benefit from gratitude. So I often give my keynote for a large audience with staff and students and then dive deeper with um, either a group of students or a group of staff. But my favorite to talk about is gratitude, but I offer joy, um, resilience, and crafting the life you want to live as well. That's such a great example of how you can take a topic and take or, or take a keynote around a topic and then turn it into a workshop. Um, I, I think the fact that you, you went to uh, impact an audience of college students and organically, there was another need that uh, th that university saw in terms of their staff. And like you said, you know, gratitude is universal. A lot of the things that we talk about are universal. And so I think people get really um, concerned about niching down. And this is such a great example of not being afraid to niche because you'll be shocked how you organically grow in other ways. Yes. And that was probably the hardest thing for me to narrow it down and niche down. But ex that's exactly what has happened, that complete strangers and organizations have found me simply because they know I speak about gratitude and they're looking for a speaker on gratitude. Um, so it, that it's been it's opened tremendous doors for me by doing that. But it was really, really hard in the beginning to to narrow my focus. Yeah, niching down is challenging. You know, our students really come to us excited and they want to help so many people. And then we're like, well, let's let's slow down and really hone in on one area. But there's so much benefit to doing it that way. And, and you're proof of that. Um, all right, I'd, lo I'd love to talk to about also that so you have your topic, but then you also have a framework that you help um, teach. I think you actually have two frameworks that you teach. So I'd love for you to share more about that. Sure. Um, re uh, regardless of my the topic of my talk, I work under a framework that I call the four P's related to mental health, and that is prioritize, plan, practice, prosper. Prioritize your mental health, plan health-promoting activities, practice them often, and prosper even during difficult times. I like to think of mental health as uh, that we need to work on it today for what's to come tomorrow. And it, and it feels good along the way. So I teach methods like gratitude and other things that feel good while we're doing them. So it's not a chore. It, it, we look at, you can actually look forward to doing these things. And when you do them on a regular basis, you are setting yourself up for positive mental health in the future. It doesn't just happen. Very very similar to physical health. We need to be mindful of it. You need to um, be strength training, walking, moving your body on a regular basis. The same thing with mental health. So that's where um, the 
prioritizing it and plan. Most of all, planning for busy people. You have to plan it, put it in your calendar like you would an appointment with uh, a doctor and then keep that appointment for yourself. And you will prosper during difficult times when you do this on a regular basis. That's amazing. I, I really, really love that because, um, you know, gratitude really does help the soul feel lighter, right? And and freer, right? If you're if you're feeding gratitude, you're feeding uh, you're not feeding fear as much, right? And so, um, I love that you have a plan in place to help the human brain wrap their mind around this process. So it's not like, oh yeah, just go be grateful. Yeah, it's just you know, it's, it's easy. Wake up and be grateful, right? There there needs to be for some people. It's not that easy. It hasn't been taught. It hasn't been mirrored. And so to be able to plug into a plan really helps it happen faster, makes the person feel happier and lighter and joyful and and excited to get back to being grateful, even when life shows up on life's terms. Well, and that's exactly what gratitude does. It, It makes the world feel lighter. And then within that framework of the four P's, when I'm specifically talking about gratitude, I have another framework that I call the Grateful Day. And it's five daily exercises in gratitude that take less than five minutes. So the busy college student or busy professional can do these five things in less than five minutes. And they start from the first minute you wake up in the morning. And then that's when the first exercise is. And then the last exercise is right when your head hits the pillow at the end of the day. And then the three other ones during the day you can do whenever the spirit moves you. But that's another framework that is really helpful. It just guides people through these five simple exercises that truly do transform, uh, translate to more happiness and fulfillment in life. That's that's incredible. I absolutely love that. I think it's it, it really does make this a it helps it helps busy people um, make this a non-negotiable, which is going to make their life so much better. You're doing incredible work with this, Peggy. I absolutely love it. Talk to us about the moment where you were so grateful um, that you became a speaker and that you felt you were right where you were meant to be. Yes, it was really an incredible experience where um, my daughter had received a request for proposals on her campus and the students are required to secure the speakers. <clears throat> and she knew that I'd like to speak. So she proposed me without me even knowing. And then when it was accepted, she said, Mom, are you free March 2nd? I said, OK, uh, I'll, I'll show up. And the uh, the amazing she was bombarded with texts after my talk. So she was in the audience in the front row with about 100 other uh, professors, fellow students. And it was uh, I've spoken thousands of times, but this was the most nerve wracking having my daughter in the front row. And <laughs> the thing. The stakes were high. And immediately afterwards, she received so many texts. Thank you for uh, your mom's talk. Your, uh, can I just say your mom is awesome? And uh, so I really knew that I was onto something when my talk resonated with these very busy, high-achieving college students. And that really helped propel me um, that to you know further understand that this is the um, audience that I want to speak with. I love it. I, I I mean, what an incredible experience for you and for your daughter. Talk about talk about gratitude. Like I can't imagine your daughter sitting in the front row looking up at you and you seeing her. Like, yeah, like it, it must have been really an amazing experience. And I, I'm so glad you had it because the fact that she believed in you 
had to help you believe in yourself even more, right? So it's 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 really it's really amazing, um, and so so affirming that you are right where you are meant to be in front of the right audience with the right topic, making an incredible impact. Really awesome. So excited for you. Okay, so let's talk about um, what were some of the game changers in terms of what you learned here at the Speaker Lab that made you go, oh my gosh, this is really going to make an amazing impact on me and my business. Um, maybe it's a system, maybe it's a, you know, a piece of content, maybe it's even something a coach said. What was that thing that you were like, I need this now and I know this is going to change the game? The, the game changer for me was using Pipedrive having that system to for me to keep track of my contacts and then I would put no, I put notes in for myself when I need to follow up and then I get really detailed about what I want to say so I don't forget and having that system has been such a game changer for me um and I am not tech savvy at all I really resist using technology. It's, it's I don't know why my brain just doesn't work that way. It's hard for me. So I like to be spoon fed the information. And I love that Eric Ream was so uh, kind and created a video for people like me to walk you through exactly what you need to do to set up your pipe drive, um, you know, how it looks on your screen. So that was so helpful for me. So once I saw what I needed to do, I went right into action, put in all my contacts, what I wanted to follow up. And so when I get a no or not now, I can put when I need to reach out to somebody in the future. If I was using my old system, I would completely forget. So it's just been such a wonderful uh, practice for me to get on in every morning, look what I need to do, and and most of all, follow through with, with what I've set myself up for myself systems are so important. I love that you have this down pat. And can can you share a little bit how you're using it for your speaking business successfully? I, I look at it the night before. So just so I kind of know what's coming. And that's how I start my morning, looking at pipe drive and what needs to get done, because sometimes there'll be nothing there. And other times 10 things. So I like to know ahead of the day before. So um, and I just with my private practice in psychology, most of my clients um, prefer to not just be have sessions in the morning. So that's when I do my pipe drive and my writing. So I block out at least an hour um, of every morning and I start that day. And if I don't have anything on my pipe drive, then I, I like to journal. That's a wonderful way for me to kind of set my intention for the day. Um, that's another practice that I look forward to. Um, so that's how I fill the time if I don't have anything in my pipe drive for that day. Yeah, that's that's so great. And thank you for sharing that. I think, you know, whether you're a student of the Speaker Lab or you're a um, potential student of the Speaker Lab, this is where the rubber meets the mat and or the road. Um, it's 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 the, the part of the business that's not fun necessarily. Well, not for everyone. Some people find this really fun, um, mining leads and like working your pipe pipeline, uh, pipe drive. Um, but I, I think, Peggy, you have that you have so many components that are figured out. Uh, being an entrepreneur can be lonely. And so the fact that you have a system in place, you're journaling every morning, you practice gratitude, you are set up for 
major wins here, major. Because I think what happens is when people get into this part of the, the, the business where they have to work leads and they're getting a lot more no's than yeses, they can really falter with their mindset. But the fact that you have that mindset, um, uh, that journaling and that gratitude, that mindset of gratitude, you are set up to win, sister. I'm so excited for you. So excited. Okay, talk to us about how do you balance your coaching business, your speaking business, and your personal life while still being successful? I think you'd have some great advice around that. So um, I'd love to hear more on that. Well, I practice what I preach and that uh, the, that those four Ps are so um, important to me. So prioritizing my mental health is at number one. I cannot do for anybody else if I first haven't taken care of my own mental health. So um, some days that might be being out in nature, um, journaling, lots of different things that I do for my own mental health. But that has been the, the number one. Uh, another thing that's been really hard for me is learning to say no. No to the things that um, are not, that really don't align with my message or um, it's just been really hard for me. I wanted to say yes to everything, but I have found that I am much more productive. My energy and um, emotionally feel better when I am able to say no to the things that just don't feel right. And I use my intuition, just a gut feeling to guide me with that and trusting that. Um, even w And it, it's been really hard because there's been a lot of resistance. Um, people who previously had me speak for, for free um, still want me to speak for free, and I don't do that much anymore. I will every now and then for a nonprofit that really speaks with me to me but most of the time that has to end up in being a no um because i i just can't do it all uh so that that was a tough lesson yeah but such an important lesson right sometimes our our biggest yes is to ourselves is when we say no to things that aren't going to serve us and you know, um, you're not just a speaker. You you run a professional uh, therapy business. You have children. Like there's there's a lot of things there. So um, it's really important to have those uh, healthy boundaries so that you're filling your cup and not just pouring everything out of you, um, because we all know that just ends up in burnout and all that stuff. So I love that you have all this in place. Okay, so we have a lot of different people that listen to our podcast, students, potential students, speakers. Um, I'd love for you to share, is there any piece of advice that you received that you wish that you had sooner? And that if you had sooner, um, you know, it, it would have changed the trajectory of your journey. Yes, and that would be the advice that I received to when, when asked what my fee is to then ask what their budget is, because I have found that what I was going to say is much lower than what they were thinking about paying me. <laughs> so, and I'm very grateful that a few event organizers have shared that with me. Um, so now I know I resist that temptation to say something right away and instead ask them what their budget is, what do they pay experts with my experience, so that um, it, it just has worked out much better that way. That's awesome. And I know it has helped you raise your rates significantly um, compared to when you first started at the Speaker Lab. And so that's profound. Let's have let's transition. This has been awesome. So appreciate you. Um, I'd love to transition into some fun questions. So how do you prepare for your speeches? I like to write it out word for word 
and pretty much memorize it because then I know when I get on the stage, I can uh, just I feel so comfortable that if something goes wrong, I can get right back on track. Um, that has just really helped me to to know exactly what I'm going to say and feel so confident because I have memorized it. And my signature talk, I've, I've really been working on for, for 10 years. Uh, and so it's not that I just memorized it over the you know, a month or even six months. It has gotten it improved over the course of time. But that is one thing that really helps me is just to to memorize it and know what I want to say, know where I want to pause, where I want to stand on the stage to deliver a stronger impact. And I simply feel um, more confident and it goes much better. That's a, a practice that I like to do. Awesome. Okay. Do you have a pre-stage or pre-talk routine that you do right before you get on the stage? Deep breathing definitely helps to calm the nerves. Um, I like to practice one time the night before and one time in the morning and then not think about it for the rest of the day, just enjoy my day. So if I'm uh, at a hotel or at a place uh, not that I'm not familiar with, I will go and explore what's nearby, um, particularly be out in nature. That is really helpful for me. And then when I get on stage, just some deep breaths and reminding myself about why I'm doing this. It's not about me, that it's the message that I want to get out there. There's such, uh, unfortunately, a crisis with mental health in the country. And we also have a problem with access to quality mental health care. So I focus on my message and that I'm um, that I want to share with people that gratitude is a simple way to improve mental health that is absolutely free. Love that. Is there anything that you have with you or take with you like slides, good luck charm, a podium, like something you must have when you do your talks? Um, I, I, when I started speaking, I was behind the podium. Now I am away, far away from the podium as can be. Um, I love putting myself out. Yes. So putting myself out there moving. Um, so I, I don't like the podium and I much prefer, uh, a lavalier or just not being able to, uh, I found that microphones get heavy, even though they are just, they don't weigh much when you're holding it, they, they start to get heavy and I like to use my hands. So, um, I don't like a microphone, but what I have that's very special to me is a Swarovski pen that some girlfriends gave me when I published my first book. They, they, got together and bought me this beautiful pen to sign my books. And I bring, that's my lucky pen that I bring with me wherever I go. I love that. I love the growth there. I love the connection with the pen, with your friends. Really special. What is something that you absolutely love about speaking? I love being able to share a simple way to improve mental health. And once again, that it's free, that it's accessible at any minute of the day. It doesn't require any props other than your brain, just your brain. It feels good in the moment and it has long term benefits for mental health. That is what I, I just love being able to share that message and um, being able to impact a life in the simplest of ways through the power of gratitude. Well, Peggy, you are such a rock star student. It has been such a pleasure working with you, watching your journey, being a part of your journey. Um, I, I truly believe that you are going to make a impact uh, to people that 
will be far beyond what you can ever comprehend. Um, the work that you're doing, the way that you're doing it from such a servant heart. Um, it's such a pleasure knowing you. Thank you, Mary Alice. We wish you all the best. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. We hope you have a phenomenal day. Uh, if you're not a student of the Speaker Lab, come on over and check us out. Go to thespeakerlab.com and book a strategy call. All right. Have a great day, everyone. If today's episode left you feeling inspired to take the first or the next step in your speaking journey, we would love to help you out here at the Speaker Lab. If you're ready to get serious about making your speaking dreams a reality, I want you to head over to thespeakerlab.com slash highlight. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash highlight and book a free, no obligation call with our team. Who knows? Maybe you're going to get to share your story on a future student highlight episode of this podcast. Also, if you've enjoyed this episode, I've got good news for you. There's plenty more where that came from. You can subscribe to the Speaker Lab podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, or you can head over to thespeakerlab.com slash podcast to explore all of our past episodes and more. Finally, I got one huge favor to ask of you, and that is, would you leave a rating or review for this podcast? We read every single one of them, helps other speakers find valuable free resources that they can use to also build their speaking careers. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.